This is Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm your host, Tyler. And if you're new to the show, I read articles from rock star real estate investors every single day. Because we know you don't always have time for long podcast episodes or audiobooks. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com biggerpockets. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You can predict economic cycles on skyscrapers. Here's why that matters right now. By Paul Moore. Here are some weird but important facts. My friend and marketing expert Perry Marshall pointed this out. Plans for construction of the Empire State Building started in a boom time, 1929. It was completed in a bust, the Great Depression, in 1931. The Willis Tower started construction during a boom in 1970. It was completed in a bust, the energy crisis of 1973. The Petronas Tower started in the boom time of the 1990s. They were completed just before the dot-com bust of the early 2000s. The Burf Khalifi broke ground in 2004. It was completed in the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression. In 2009. What do these buildings share in common? They've all been the world's tallest buildings at some point. Coincidence? I don't think so. In fact, there was an entire study done on this in 2008 in an Investopedia definition to boot. (laughs) Right now, most of the world's large skyscrapers are set to be built in China. It just so happens that China's economy has had the fastest GDP growth of all major nations over the past few years. It's also potentially heading for a serious downfall in the coming years. Coincidence again? Nope. People make big expansion plans when things are going well. They contract their plans, cancel, and downsize when things are going poorly. But as real estate investors, you should do the exact opposite. 
a lot of investors are going to make disastrous moves in the next two to three years. In chaotic economic times, that's what happens because most investors don't really get how economic cycles work and how to take advantage of them. Most importantly, many don't know how to avoid making foolish decisions that can tank their portfolios. If investors don't understand these cycles, we can't possibly make the best strategic decisions about how, when, and where to invest. Hedge fund manager Howard Marks wrote an outstanding book, Mastering the Market Cycle, Getting the Odds on Your Side. I recommend you pick it up. But until then, I recommend you internalize one of his most important concepts. The worst of deals are made during the best of times, and the best of deals are made during the worst of times. Are we entering the worst of times? I can't say. I won't predict the future. However, I can see signs of a massive contraction in the real estate investing realm all around me. You can see them too. Credit markets are tightening. Price growth is falling drastically in several of the boom markets of the pandemic. Interest rates in the multifamily space are surpassing cap rates. Large firms are constantly changing their price forecasts for the worse, and consumer confidence is way down. Things sound rough, but I encourage you to keep your head on straight and prepare for opportunities. Investments you may not find when everything is rosy and all signs are pointing up. Investing with a downturn in mind. I've been to several recent conferences and I've been on dozens of investor calls. It's funny, I'm getting the same question everywhere. How are you investing differently in light of the current economy? I don't mean to sound snooty in reply, but I say something like, no different at all. Smart real estate investors always invest with a downturn in mind. What steps can investors take in good times and bad to invest with a downturn in mind? Invest in a diversified portfolio of recession-resistant asset types. Perform rigorous due diligence and say no to almost every opportunity you review. Set up a system to acquire off-market deals from, typically, mom-and-pop operators. Conservatively underwrite your assets and look for what can go wrong more than what will go right. Structure your deals with conservative, fixed, long-term debt. Look for hidden intrinsic value and execute proven strategies to raise both income and asset value, creating a wider margin of safety between debt and income. Plan to hold for the long haul. Then wait for the ideal time to market your portfolio to the right buyer. These are sometimes institutional investors who pay a premium for their stabilized assets or portfolio. In all fairness, I'm a commercial real estate fund manager. I have a particular bias toward what we do best. You should modify these answers to best fit your situation. Conclusion? So how does this apply to your situation? As I said, my niche is diversified commercial real estate. While I love what we do and believe in it with all my heart, you are likely in a different situation. But I believe these boom and bust principles should apply to whatever you're doing. So how are you investing with a downturn in mind? Are you investing differently now, given the looming economic contraction? Are you prepared to make the best of deals in any upcoming worst of times? I know I am. That's this Tuesday's show. What do you want to hear more of? Shoot us an email at podcast at biggerpockets.com to let us know. Thanks for spending time with us, and I'll be back tomorrow.
No, really. If I'm not back tomorrow, something's seriously wrong. <laughs>